0: welcome back we are on chapter 7 verse 15 let's go we're actually re-recording this episode because the recording didn't record the audio for some reason uh when we tried so we're re-recording it now so verse 15 therefore they are before the throne of god and serve him day and night in his temple and he who sits on the throne will dwell among them they shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore the sun shall not strike them nor any heat For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Back to verse 15. Therefore they are before the throne of God. Who is they? This is the tribulation saints. Notice that they're in heaven with God, and they had just been killed or died during the tribulation. The tribulation is still going on and there was no time lapse between them dying and going to heaven because remember to be absent from the body for a believer to be absent from the body is to be present with christ the last breath you take on this earth you'll immediately take a next breath awake in heaven in the presence of god this event here could either be describing heaven during the tribulation but it's also possible that it could be describing the Millennial Kingdom or even uh, just eternity after that. I'm not sure. Um don't know the answer. Maybe I'll figure it out. Maybe God will reveal it to maybe, Maybe the answer's out there and I just haven't come across it yet. But there's different viewpoints. And for me it works in any of those situations. Whether this is heaven or the Millennial Kingdom or eternity in mind. And it says, they're before the throne of God. They're near him. Know that when you are in heaven, when you're in the millennial kingdom after that, you'll be near God. He's there. This is his throne. And serve him day and night. So they are serving him. They're in heaven. They're grateful to be there. They're not saying, wow, I really wish I was back on earth. There's no complaints of, Lord, send me back because I want to you know, play basketball one more time, or I want to play another round of golf, or I want to make another million dollars, or whatever it is. No, they are serving him. And the question for you and for me is, are you serving him? How are you serving him? Are you serving him in a way that is so evident that people just stop and look? They stop and ask. They take pause. Like a kindergarten show-and-tell, we've gone over this. It's one of my favorite ways to illustrate it. A kindergarten would show. They'd say, here is this thing. And then they would tell them about it. Here is this teddy bear. Let me tell you about Bonky or whatever his name is. So we want to show people who Christ is so that we have the opportunity to sell them, tell them who Christ is. Two people can go to Africa or Haiti or Louisiana or... Texas or wherever there may be a need at the moment, a hurricane, a drought, uh, famine, genocide, anything, we could hand that person the same meal and glass cup of cold water. But what's the point of just making someone less uncomfortable before they're eternally uncomfortable? The opportunity is for us to give them that meal and that cup of cold water and then tell them about Jesus, as opposed to the person who just gives it to them because it makes them feel good. Yes, it will make you feel good when you do that, but the purpose of God giving you the, these gifts, the ability to share, the ability to love, the ability to have resources to buy things for people, gifts, food, toys, shelter, malaria nets, whatever it is, is so that you can then witness to them about Christ. So I ask you, what are you doing to serve Jesus? And how are the people around you seeing you do that? Are they asking questions? Do you have the opportunity to tell them about Jesus? Because if you're just, being, if you're not, just ignoring God, that's not good. But if you say, I love God, but you're not telling anybody about him. Remember what he says, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father. You are not allowed to remain silent about Jesus. That is not an option biblically you must speak up and tell people about him he says by their fruits by your fruits they shall know you and if we are not showing people and telling people who jesus is then we're that barren apple tree which may not even be an apple tree so i encourage you to to look and do kind of a self assessment not a checklist of saying i've done this and this and this oh yes i've done these 12 things this year for god oh but i did these 15 bad things dang my bad outweighs the good or I did 12 good and only three bad, so they outweigh it. No. God's not keeping a list of bad for you, okay? Your list of bad is full. It was born full, and it just continues to stay full. But his blood will wash it away. The good that you do is not to overcome the bad. The good that you do is to be able to share Christ with others, to be able to witness to others. And it says, And serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne, that's God, will dwell among them. So they're fellowshipping together. Are you fellowshipping with others? Or are you just keeping Jesus to yourself? I've met people who say they're Christians and they don't go to church, and I think that's a very difficult position to be in. I think we may have talked about this last week, but community is one of the things that Jesus built us for, is that fellowship and community. And community is something that unifies people because they have it in common and they have something in common and it unifies them it's common unity it's community so i encourage you don't be alone don't study alone don't just go to church and walk out fellowship with people get involved in small groups get involved in serving together get involved in teaching together get involved in learning together because god wants us to be in community it's one of the ways that he fuels our soul Verse 16 says they shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore. So they're satisfied, right? Think about that. So there won't be hungry people in heaven anymore. There won't be people who are thirsty. Right now on this earth, there's over a billion people who don't have access to clean drinking water, right? I think every person listening to this podcast does, but I hope that this podcast eventually reaches people who don't. And I pray that we would share our time, our money, our gifts to help people because over 20% of the world's population literally can't hop up and go to a faucet and turn on clean water or get it out of their refrigerator, don't have ice buckets. May we be the people, the Christians who go and share with people to help them and to help them spiritually. Helping them physically is the start, that's the showing. But them helping them spiritually is the telling part. And that is what matters for eternity. It says, The sun shall not strike them, nor any heat. So they're secure and they're safe. God provides the light. God is the light source. We don't need a hot sun to provide that heat. So we have the light from God because God is light. God is love but it's not going to be radiating heat that we can't get near him. Remember, he wants to fellowship with us. Verse 17, "For the lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to the living fountains of waters." Back to 17, for the lamb, who's that? That's Jesus. Remember, he came to earth the first time as a suffering servant. He will come to earth the next time as a conquering king. The Jewish people missed him the first time and put him to death, saying, this suffering servant, this person who claims to be God can't be, but we were told that he was going to be as such. And the Old Testament told us that, and they missed it. But then many Jewish people since then have come to realize that Jesus, in fact, was and is the Messiah, and he died for us. And they have accepted Christ, and they're what we call Messianic Jews. So he's a lamb, but don't mistake him. He is still king. He is still Lord of lords says, for the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them. Remember that God guides, and where God guides, He will provide. But if He guides you, you've got to trust Him, otherwise you're not going to go there. And it's like a child learning to trust a parent, especially an adopted child learning to trust a parent. Trust me, I know that. We have an adopted child from Ethiopia, and we're going through that. It's like spouses learning to trust each other. And... It's baby steps. You you trust him with one thing, then you trust him with another. And then then you're just saying I'm all in. It's kind of like that game where you stand. Someone stands behind you, and you fall backwards, and you have to trust that they'll catch you. And at first you you're falling apart, and you're putting your foot there. And then after a few times, you just let yourself fall, knowing that they're going to catch you, or trusting that they're going to catch you. Well, God is way more trustworthy than that. He loves you, and He will always be with you. But He's going to allow you to go through things. To be refined like gold and let the chaff be burned off. That you can be strong, that you can go through the suffering, that people can see you suffer well in the name of Jesus. So trust God to guide you and trust that he will provide for you. And trust that his plan is better than yours. He even tells us. He, he says his ways are higher than ours and his plans are better than ours. Do we trust that or do we just read it and gloss over it? And it says he will... That for the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to the living fountains of waters. Remember, God is living water. He is the the bread of life. So our body needs two things to survive, bread, or let's say food, and water. The body can go, what is it, thirty or forty days without food? It can only go a couple days, I can't remember if it's three or seven or something like that without water. But Jesus tells us that He is the fountain of life, He is the living water. He will quench our thirst, so that we don't thirst for earthly things, but for heavenly things. And God is slowly but surely quenching my thirst for earthly things. It's taken thirteen years working me, but and it'll be a lifelong journey of sanctification. But I hope that he truly just gets rid of all the earthly desires that I have. I have a lot less than I used to, and I want them to go down and down and down, and I want my heavenly desires to go up even more. I want to thirst for that living water and not the stuff on earth that uh, decays and rots and and gets me into trouble. Last part of that verse is, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That is joy. That is the pure picture of joy. If you have sadness in your life from your job, from your desire to be in a different position, from marriage problems, from parenting problems, from illness, you or a friend or a family member. Trust that God is good. Let Him lead you. Trust in His sovereignty. He is a great guide. He wants to provide for you. Trust Him. Lord, help us to trust You more, to lean into You today more, to come off this weekend and just well, it's Monday for me, you may not be listening to this on Monday, Um, and just to be your hands and feet, Lord, so that people will see you through our actions, so that we have the opportunity to then tell them about you, so that they'll say, wow, that, that makes sense. In your amazing name, amen. Thank you so much for listening today. Now it's time to go and make disciples, to be the hands and feet of Jesus to show people who Jesus is so that we have the right to tell them who Jesus is. I'd encourage you to share this by social media, text, or email with someone who you think could benefit from learning more about the Word of God. Have a blessed day.